Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the professor, Greg Dooley, and the pundit, Steve Clark. Men, take the mic. That's right, it's the Professor and the Pundit with Greg Dooley and Steve Clark, and we are proudly presented by Nick Hopwood, who's a certified financial planner, founder, and president of Peak Wealth Management. Retire with confidence. Greg, I feel like retiring. I feel like I'm invincible, and last time I checked, Michigan football is still the national champs. Nick's pretty invincible too, Steve, not only as our sponsor, but they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary at Peak, so congrats to Nick. And more importantly, congrats to the 2023 national champions. Still floating, still kind of absorbing what happened. I think it was partly due to the whirlwind of having the Rose Bowl and the, and the championship game so close together and us traveling. I've made it a point to wear one piece of some type of championship merchandise every day, Steve. I've got a lanyard that I found actually got wrapped around my ankles on the field after the championship win. And... You know, I've got all kinds of merch on the way. I'm just enjoying every minute of it. For me, if this is the best and longest party that I've ever been a part of, it still feels like 11 p.m. to me. I'm really just not worried about the future right now. There are things that are coming up and people want to discuss it, and we'll do some of that too. But right now, I just want to enjoy it and not worry about what 2024 is going to bring and what it means and who the contenders are and feel like the championship is over and should be forgotten about. No, I am going to celebrate. And I know that this might be a party that ends with a 5 a.m. go-to-work call. Right. You know, and, no, and, and deal with a long day that will go into the long evening. The 2024 season suggests that. But right now, it's 11 p.m. And I'm just feeling it. So no, I'm, I'm going feeling with it that. too. I'm with you. I got a few texts like right after the game. What about JJ? What about Coach? And I was kind of like, Yeah, I don't know, but I'm not there yet. Now we'll talk a little bit about it. We have to. We have to address a couple things that are going on right today. But I'm with you. I'm at 11 p.m. Yeah, everybody wants to it's know. Probably more like 9 p.m. for Dooley because I'm, I'm, I go to bed early, Steve. But go ahead, go ahead. People just want to be the first to know. I'm not interested in that right now about potentially troubling news. Gotcha. No, I, I'm with you there. Like, I, I don't need a headline text to me, like, did you read this? No, I mean, to our friends out there who are listening, <laughs> it's fine. But you're right. I don't need to hear it right now. And, I'm, we're still savoring this, is basically what you're saying. And, so a little bit of business. So we're going to have one more uh, episode after this to wrap up our third season. Not necessarily wrap up the savoring of the season, <laughs> of, the, of the football season, but this season. We might take a little break. I think we deserve it. This will be 37 somewhat episodes in. We really haven't taken much of a break because we no. couldn't, thanks to the off the field, on the field, all the stuff that happened up to this point, culminating, of course, in what you guys know, the championship. In fact, one of the yeah. biggest jokes about our podcast is that we never really took a break between season one and season two and season two and season... It feels like we've had a 37-episode season one. Pretty much. But we are available on YouTube now. So if you're hearing us for the first time on YouTube, know that we're available on any podcast service, which has more features, of course, than YouTube. But I know some people, that's how you consume your information, your videos, your audio. So it's there. My classes started, Steve. Every single one of them is waitlisted, which so is a good thing. You had no Christmas break whatsoever. You went on the road with the team, but you never really got to settle down from the semester's worth of classes like the kids did. And you're back at it now for the, uh, what, next 16 weeks before summer? Yeah, that's kind. I did get a little bit of a break, Steve, but I appreciate that. But yeah, my focus was here. It was on the football team. It was traveling with them, but I had a great break. But we're back. My classes are packed. I'm going to have almost 300 students across my three classes, NIL, the History of College Athletics, and, of course, name, image, and likeness. I am going to post my opening salvo my cold open to the history of college athletics by the way on youtube where i kind of break down before i even introduce myself to the class the significance of the national championship win and this team i think i'm going to put that out there can i insert a line in there that says live from ann arbor it's monday night yeah you could right at the end that's a good edit i might need that so what have we been doing parades chrysler events you went to both 
I chose not to. I because... didn't go to the parade. I didn't go to the parade. Oh, I thought you went to the parade. Listen, so you man, went... I'm 52 years old. I'm born in Michigan. I'm the first in my family born in Michigan. I'm used to this weather. That was pretty cold. Okay. Like in our neighborhood where Steve and I live, the wind and the snow and the ice was sideways that day, if you recall. Yes. Okay. So I skipped the parade, but I did watch a little of the stream on TV, actually. One of the Detroit channels had a camera poised and had a stream of it. So I checked some of that out. Gotcha. Yes. But so, I did go to the Chrysler event. you go to the Chrysler event. event. Somebody asked me, why aren't you going to the Chrysler event? And I said, well, considering that I was on the field with the team. <laughs> For a couple of hours on Monday night, I did not feel the need to go sit in the stands up high to watch the Chrysler event. You're spoiled. So this I is, am. Steve went, effectively went on a private jet, and he's asked to fly coach, is what you're telling me. I know the feeling. So I went there because I figured this is the last time we're kind of going to see this collection of people responsible for this team together. Especially on yeah. offense. Especially on offense, as it turns out. And I got to say, the place was packed. Did you know that the event itself was run by Champion Circle? Yes, I did. $60 lower bowl, yep. $30 upper bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a seat left. If there was, there were very few. Quick math, that's about three quarters of a million dollars in ticket revenue. Now, they have to rent Chrysler. Sure. Yes. And there was full event staff there. Okay. Then maybe not got a full it. event staff, but a lot. They had concessions and all that stuff. So it was just like 1998 because there was a parade yeah. in 1998. Also a cold day, if I recall. It was. Yeah. And there was also a Chrysler Center event. Okay. We didn't have to explain ourselves, though, this time as the rightful national champion, which was Jeez. part of the 97, right. 98 celebration. Yeah. Yep. It's like five of the six trophies went to Michigan. The coach's trophy went to Nebraska. Right. That was kind of cool to see the the trophies. It's funny because those empty suit people who represent the organization, like mm-hmm. the Coaches Association and the the National Football Foundation, which mm-hmm. has the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, who are these guys, right? It's like the bull reps with the, yep. you know, no offense. Time like, to get that yellow blazer on, honey. Right, is right, it pressed? Right. But they is have that purple blazer <laughs> from the dry cleaner ready? Right. And all the pins, you know. Uh, so they have a captive audience of what, like 14,000 people or whatever, including the floor. And it's like, dude, keep it short. Like, no, like Jim Harbaugh, JJ, Mikey, all these guys are sitting around behind them and they get all these trophies. They actually did a nice job. They delivered the Sears trophy, which is that crystal yes, football that they used. Incredible. To, they Waterford used, crystal. Yes. They, it's they got, so special. It's Waterford. The one detail was the guy explained, we make one of these every year and Michigan keeps it. It'll stay in Schembecker Hall. And yes, it's worth like $30,000. Perhaps we should have known JJ was leaving when he underhand pitched it to Mikey Sainer still across the aisle and he caught it and that was it. A la Tom Brady in the open water okay. in Tampa Bay. Pickle Tom Brady. <laughs> That's my favorite Tom Brady. Like pickled to the point where he's practically crippled, the greatest athlete in the world. Yep. Like can barely function or speak. I don't know if they got that bad. The roar for some of the players, I got to say, I because uh, A, I'm an adult, B, uh, some of these people that are in the room there, actually a lot of them, as it turns out, have taken my class. I got to know Blake Corum because he spoke in my class. I got to say, when JJ, when Blake, when Mikey came out and kind of waved the crowd and kind of a goodbye, it was, it was emotional. I mean, for mm-hmm. a lot of people there, it was cool to see. And they did a nice job. And they kept it quick. Many of you heard Harbaugh's words. I'm not going to repeat them here. But naturally, you know, he, he, he quoted Shakespeare quite a bit. At length. At length. At length. And, and what other coach in football would do that? And None. it's probably driving the Spartans and the Buckeyes insane. When watching that, it goes, who does this? How does this man win Big Ten championships? How does he win a national championship? Because he's authentic. Yeah. He's unique. <laughs> I know. And he knows culture. how to coach football. He builds a good culture. Yeah. He, he, he's left a wreck in his wake. Ohio State fired its quarterback. Okay. Nick Saban, who knows? Maybe he would have left anyway. I don't know. But they've kind of had to change the way they're looking at things. Kalen DeBoer leaves Washington. Does he leave if they win? Right? I heard he spoke to Alabama before. But who knows, Steve? Yeah. Right? There's just this effectively we got to rethink football because of Jim Harbaugh. And this, and to think that this happened really over a two, two-and-a-half-year oh. period, it's, it's really remarkable. Not only the coaching changes that are taking place, but all the policy changing 
Yes, that, that has too. taken place and what Jim is still after when it when it comes to revenue sharing. So yeah. he is certainly what they would call a disruptor. He is. <laughs> and you got to love it. President Charlie Baker. I'm still reveling in that that comment, that phrase, fair and square. I love it. Do you know John Crick, my friend, the famous historian and author? Uh, we've met maybe once, but I'm sure he doesn't know me from Adam. One so. of my favorite people on earth. And Crick was kind of putting this all in perspective as a deep down, diehard, Bow fan and, and all the heartbreaks of the Rose Bowls recapping at, he almost feels like this moment was channeled through Bo, through Harbaugh as our chance of redemption for all those other times. But when I closed the phone call, I said, don't forget, John, fair and square. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's on the mug, as John said. It's on the coffee mug, okay? It's another thing that's probably driving certain people crazy. It is. And it, I don't mind it. It's been a tough week for rivals, for anyone who doesn't like Harbaugh. And there was, and we'll, we'll get to kind of Harbaugh's status, but a big knock against him was he's a huge pain in the butt. Maybe some people thought this was an act. Boy, winning fixes a lot of things. And I don't doubt now that he's a hot property in the NFL and elsewhere. Of course, Michigan's trying to save him. But well, let's talk. Let's, let's just jump to that. Yeah, okay, sure. So yeah, yeah. Jim Harbaugh has interviewed with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Atlanta Falcons. And whether he's... Going to coach at Michigan again or go in the NFL, I think he's going to be happy. And you can't blame him because, in, in a way, I think Jim Harbaugh is kind of a check-the-box type of guy, and now he has checked the box. He has brought Michigan back. He didn't even have to go that far to bring Michigan back, but he brought them back and got them their first national title since 1997. So he, is, <laughs> he has done more than what people could have imagined that he would actually do when he first came in here in 2015. Absolutely. And and I don't blame him for going. Like, he clearly has some interest in the NFL. You get why he'd want to win a Super Bowl. He's super competitive. He sees the success his brother has. He doesn't have to deal with all the crap like Tony Petiti and the NCAA. And he, he gets to sit at the big person's table. He says, well, he got he could sit at the big person's table, which you know what, everyone got a kick out of. You know what he gets to do? He gets to sit with his brother and his dad and no longer sit with Tom Crean. Right, with Kareem. Right, Kareem and Joni. That's who he's leaving. You sit here. So that's great. Who was there, by the way? I think he was on the sideline. He was. I I turned around and I was staring him right in the face. So look, I prefer Harbaugh stick around. Yeah. But if he wants to go to the NFL, I don't want to do this every year. And I just assume this is a good time. We don't have J.J. McCarthy, but we have a bunch of players coming back. Sharon Moore. Perhaps he's the obvious choice to take over. We'll see. But hopefully he can keep some of the staff intact, right? Ben Herbert, perhaps he'll stay. He's got a huge contract. And let's talk about her for a second. Because in my mind, the physical development that you can have from an 18, 17, 18, 19-year-old to 23-year-old by the time you're out of here is huge and a major, major difference. And he's great at it. I wonder if for his profession, if he'd prefer to stay in college, to be able to be a key influence in that development period and continue to see these young, you know, boys, young men grow into real men, old men, get into the NFL and watch that progression. I don't know how that goes in the NFL. And I know a little bit about how he does things. It does seem more like a team group, a system meant to be toward the, the, the audience that he's tailored toward. Does he tailor that to the NFL? Could he? I'm sure. I just feel like this is a better fit for him, but I don't know. So don't a, know fo- a former strength and conditioning coach for Brady Hoke, Aaron Wellman, went to the pros. He, like I think he went Notre Dame, then I think he went to the Giants. Maybe it was the Giants first in Notre Dame, and I think he's still at Indiana with, okay. with the Hoosiers. So they can go back and forth. Would I like to see Ben Herbert stick around? I think it's like mission critical that, that he sticks around. Whether he does or not, I, I have no idea, and I would say that would be a 50-50 thing because Jim Harbaugh might want Ben Herbert to go with him to the pros. And then, of course, it's really up to him what Ben decides he wants to do. And as you know, and you've already said on the podcast, he chooses not to have solid relationships, and I think in part of that allows him to go wherever he wants to go. Yeah, so. now he can make up to $1.4 million in Michigan and probably made all of it. I assume he hit all of his incentives. I don't know what other incentives you have to hit. This guy lifted 425. What's, Give him another 100. Well, no, I mean, but seriously, like, what is it? NFL picks? Is it games one? Probably, probably, probably. Like, 
A plus, A plus, A plus, yeah. <laughs> you know, pay, pay the man. It's probably not a money thing. I do wonder in the NFL if they pay their strength people like that. You'd be surprised. Like the NFL facilities, most, many, many big colleges have better facilities because of all the investment, you know, they put into them than a lot of NFL teams. So I prefer Harbaugh State, but this is a good time to go. Steve, we're going to talk about Mount Rushmore's and legacy and all that. You proposed one here for coaches. Does Harbaugh fit on the Mount Rushmore coaches? Well, so who do you got? Who, who's a lock here? As you know, there's only four. That's right. So, so and I guess it depends on how you gauge it, but I, I don't think there's any disagreement that Yost has got to be on it. Fritz has got to be in it. Uh, Bo never won a national title, but, I mean, the guy is basically the face of the program. Has to be in it. For, for so many no, generations. But big, his Big Ten titles alone, absolutely. You know, so yeah. that's three. Now now the fourth one comes down to between Lloyd Carr and Jim Harbaugh. Yep. And both won national titles. Both of them beat Ohio State three years in a row. I think with this situation, I, I mean, even members of the 1997 team are conceding that this 2023 team had more to endure. They, one, had more games. Another, they had more top 10 opponents to get through, especially at the end of the year. And then, to me, a big deciding factor in all this is how much they've had to overcome. Everybody wanting to see them to lose. Just everything they've had to endure. Suspended coaches, coaches that had to be fired. It's amazing that they managed to keep it together. And some people kind of dismiss it. Well, this kind of helped them and they galvanized the team. Yeah, okay. I, I could buy into that, but still had to do it. And I don't think most teams can do that. So does Jim Harbaugh make it in the four spot? Recency bias, all things considered? Yeah. I would think so, but I think there's an argument to be made for Lloyd Carr. I do too. I And for what it's worth, like I don't put Carr in his own era of Michigan football coaches. I actually lump him with, with Bo. When I teach it, when I study it, he's an amazing guy. Coincidentally, Steve, Lloyd Carr called me today. Called you. Today. I gave him a copy of John Crick's book a couple months ago. He wanted to thank me for it and said he loved it. And that was really the gist of the call. Right at the end of my coaching class, my phone rang. It said Lloyd Carr. Um, I told the students, I got to pick this one up. So <laughs> I love this guy. You I, should have caller ID beamed on the wall. The yeah. number of people who call you and, and the students can know these are the following people that are calling you at this moment. Beam. Well, put it on the wall. So students, and blue wall. students were looking at me. And I'm on the I'm on the phone, and I had to grab the little whiteboard pen and write Lloyd Carr with an exclamation point and go like this. <laughs> so that was cool. I think the world of Lloyd Carr. You're right. Maybe it's down to what they overcame. Obviously, there was a, there was a slow descent on the end of Lloyd Carr's era. Some tougher times against Ohio State. It's just like when you compare this season to '97. Just the gauntlet of things they had to do and the addition of, okay, the big 10 West wasn't the highest quality teams. You still had to go through that to make it to the playoff and to be in this three years in a row. And then obviously this, this steady slow build up to this achievement where he's really transformed the game of football in my mind. I mean, teams are rethinking how they do things. And you mentioned adversity, but with all the change in college football with NIL, the transfer portal with conference realignment, and really, really COVID, what they came out of, it's just remarkable. So, yeah, there's some recency bias. It's probably Harbaugh as that fourth slot. Would love for Jim Harbaugh to stay. Feel better for the fact that if he goes, we're not wondering who is it going to be and can anybody come close and can we even attract a candidate that's any good. Jerome Moore should be a fantastic candidate. I just kind of feel at peace about this. And again, I think we said in the early podcast, if Michigan won a national championship and Jim Harbaugh left, how would we feel about it? And I remember we both kind of came to the conclusion, thank you. Yeah. Thank you and good night. Appreciate it. Still would like to have him here. Surprisingly on microphones from the national championship field, an hour after the game, Athletic Director Ward Manuel said he would also like Jim Harbaugh to stay. This week, there is a lot of people on social media talking about the Ward Manuel's the thorn to getting Jim Harbaugh resigned. Take that for what it's worth. But here is a conversation as part of a group interview impromptu on the field. You're going to hear questions from Angelique Shangelis was there. You're going to hear from Rainer Saban from the Free Press. You're going to hear 
Well, from a number of people, but they also included Pete Thamel, who was over my left shoulder. My man, Thamel Toe. Yeah. Okay. From ESPN. Okay. So this was, just to be clear, this was right after the game. Right after the game. Okay. So we're going to listen to this conversation. I think it's interesting. It's entertaining. Again, remember, it's just like an hour after the game. Everybody's feeling kind of euphoric. We're trying to be funny. All these things. And just contrast that with what people have been hearing this week on social media and how he handles social media criticism. It was great. So it, it, it was a great conversation. That's what I remember. And, uh, and then we, look at what we did the last three years. Uh, look at we, what we did this year. Even through more scrutiny. I mean, the, him, Jim, the staff, and the student-athletes, their character, their perseverance, it all speaks for itself today. Because people don't know, and I'm not out there trying to tell y'all my relationship with people. And uh, people may put stuff out there on social media that have no effing clue, none, none. So I can't, I can't speak for ignorance that people spew on social media, and I'm not going to, and I never have till now. <laughs> so, I mean, is it, is it hard to let that go? It's never hard. It's never hard to let it go. It's never let go, I should say. But it's easy to let go of ignorance. But is leaving it in the ether, is that ever tough on you? No. No. No, because, you know, my father and mother raised me to, to believe in yourself and to not let ignorance of other people take you away from what you need to do in life. And believe me, I've dealt with it. This year, I've dealt with it in damn near every year I've lived, right? You, there's some ignorance. There's something coming up in front of you that you have to focus uh, and not let people take you off course because they're ignorant, <clears throat> because they say stupid. So, but I don't, I don't really don't. I, I, if, besides the question, Angelique, I wouldn't answer. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't deal with it. So y'all know that. Y'all get mad at me. Y'all say I don't talk a lot. Y'all ask me questions about what people say on social media, and I don't, I don't react to it. And, I, and it, it just for me, it's the way I am and, and the way I live my life. I'm not going to allow that to uh, help help me make decisions. I heard your New Year's resolution was to talk to the media for Yeah, you know, I'm doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm getting it all out of the way tonight. But that's good. That's good. It's, it, listen, it's a good thing. Um, Listen, I, I, I step up and talk when I need to. Uh, y'all do a great job. I know y'all have a hard job to do, particularly in light of all the social media stuff. I understand that. But again, I don't participate in it. I just don't. So my relationships with people are my relationships with people, and it's not for me to, to, to defend some ignorance that's out there daily, on a daily basis. Is this the height of your, of your tenure? <laughs> Today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, um, this is what uh, you dream of. And I was around in 1917. I was working in athletics for Tom Goss at the time. That was really special. Those guys are still special to me. Um, you know, there's a lot of kids, whether they win national championships or don't, that are special to me over my time as athletic director. But this, today, given everything that we have to deal with, given with all the, the people who are out there hating and spewing, and wishing this would take us down, yeah, it's it's the pinnacle today. I, I promise you that. Or does this feel like good education for you as well, not just the team? Man, listen, I don't. Again, that's another thing I don't focus on myself. People people attack me too. Doesn't doesn't change who I am as a person. Doesn't change my belief in the people around me and in the ability to to work through stuff. Um, so, am I happy? Absolutely. Does it, does it say to everybody who, who wanted to try to tear us down that they didn't? Yes. And if that's vindication, then that's what it is. There's an old saying, there's an old saying yeah, at the university, those who stay will be champions. Mm -hmm. You know, Harbaugh, yeah, uh, Jim went to you know, Minnesota, obviously, a couple oh, years man, ago. Listen. And then, uh, but how much he, do you feel, you feel like he, he's here? Uh, he's gratified. He's by here. Yeah. Okay. He's here, and he's extremely gratified. He's extremely happy. This team is extremely happy. I understand. I'm going to say something to y'all that I've said before publicly. I understand why people in the pros would want to hire Jim Harbaugh and talk to him about being a coach. The man went to a Super Bowl 
won a conference championship, went to the Super Bowl, went back to the conference championship. In that league, <clears throat> who, how many did they fire today? How many are gone now? Five, six? That's like an annual thing. And if I was in, in, the, in the pros, I would want to talk to him because of what he, what he accomplished. However, I'm not in the pros, and I want to keep him as our coach. So, and that's, that's my cross to bear, but I am proud that Jim is our coach. It doesn't matter with all the, the stuff that happened in the past, and it really doesn't matter what happens in the future. He's always going to be somebody I'm proud of who coached the University of Michigan, who led this team. And if he decides that he wants another opportunity to coach in the pros, then I'm going to be happy for him, sad for us. We're going to move on and find the next person to lead. But I want him to stay at Michigan. I said it. I believed it three, four years ago when people wanted me to get rid of him. I didn't because I believed it then, and I believe it now. You believe he's accomplished everything he wanted to coming back I believe he's accomplished what every coach in America wants to accomplish. Every coach in America wants to, to be on this stage to win a national championship. I don't know one that doesn't. None. And so he's accomplished a goal that I'm sure he had in the back of his mind and for this team. <clears throat> and uh, I'm very proud of him for doing that and leading this team. Do you I am going to look at my wife and kids and my friends and family in my room while I have me a drink and we party and we celebrate this great victory. That's what I'm going to have. That's what I'm going to look at tonight. All right? What are you drinking? Thanks. I don't know, but it's going to be strong. <laughs> and it's not going to be only one. Have you talked to Tony Patini since the... Yeah, yeah. I've talked to him. My relationship with Tony is fine, and we'll work through whatever comes uh, in front of us. He's a good, uh, a good person, uh, and he made the choice uh, and the decision he felt he had to make. I disagreed with it, but that doesn't mean I'm, I don't like the person. Do you regret That's the it. tone of your statement? No, I don't regret anything. I promise you that. Ward Manuel, right after the national championship, uh, about an hour after the game on the field. That was great. Kind of. You know, an impromptu, spontaneous question and answer was there for that. And, I mean, the takeaways for me, he's proud of Jim Harbaugh, wants him to remain the coach at the University of Michigan. And I'm saying that with exclamation points because of what's being said out there about him. And it's funny, it's on social media a lot, to which he addressed how he handles social media, which is by not addressing it. He implied, and I think he's right, that it's not all in his control, though. Like, he understands why NFL teams want to talk to him. There isn't a magic formula to say, Jim, you can never leave. Here's a bunch of money. That's not how Jim is wired. And that's kind of, I feel like, what he was saying as well. But we want to do everything we can to keep him. That was great, Steve. I love it. I love the Petiti at the end. You got to see probably a different Ward Manual than you'll ever see there listening to that. For the first time. That was the first time I listened to it. That was great. And you've actually made me think, because Ward is scheduled to come to my class in a few weeks. I'd love to see if I could channel some of that energy that he, he gave in that interview <laughs> and some of that passion, because that was awesome. Nice it, job, man. It nice was job. good. Well, somebody who has uh, already made a decision is uh, J.J. McCarthy, who decided to take his talents to wherever NFL teams decide to draft him. I think it's all kind of a guess right now sure. when and where he's going into the draft when you try to look at it honestly. And I'm a fan of his. I mean, I'm envious that I'm like 50-some years old and this guy seems to have it all figured out. I think this guy is going to be successful outside of football no matter what he decides to do. He has leadership qualities. People gravitate towards him. Of course, but people want to know whether his game can translate to the NFL. And I tried to think about it honestly, and I can only think that he can hurt his draft status by staying. My gut is I disagree a little bit. I do wonder if some people look at him and see the offensive lines he had and some of the weapons he's had and say, yeah, but what kind of quarterback is this guy really, especially if with under a little pressure? I do wonder with another year of development, physical development more, I don't know if his arm's going to get any stronger, but maybe a little more accurate. He he gets into a top 10 pick, Steve. I mean, that's the only thing I could see, but that would take – that's speculation. But but, but here's why yeah, here's yeah. why he's not a top 10 NFL pick Ever? right now. 
Yeah, go ahead. Why? Because he's not playing in a video game offense that everybody wants to see in the NFL where he's getting over 350 yards per game to throw in a mostly passing offensive style compared to a running one. That isn't going to change. And in fact, it might even get worse considering the number of receivers that are back. The offensive line is not going to protect him as well as they did. And it's great news that Donovan, Donovan Edwards is coming back, but Blake Horham is leaving. So the chances yeah. of this offense being better next year is probably not going to happen. And the fact that whoever's coaching this team probably isn't going to have a philosophy change. If there was going to be one, it would have happened already with the 2023 group. Sure. And there's right now probably, and these things change, I say this every year, we're at the low rung of the ladders of figuring out where people are ranked and, and, and going into the NFL. But right now, there's five quarterbacks probably ahead of him right now. Okay. And obviously, he, he had a desire to go into the NFL. We don't know, but we hear, I've heard Sam Webb uh, on WTK and others say, NIL wasn't really part of the conversation. In other words, if I stay, what are my NIL opportunities here? They have the those who stay fund akin to the one more year fund, which they raised money to support Blake Quorum coming back, for instance, right? I guess it never got there. And there were numbers thrown out that I heard like, wow, what would it keep to, to have JJ here? I guess it never got there. That's good. That's probably fine. And, and knowing JJ's personality, what it might have commanded, Steve, is multiple millions of dollars to make it make sense if, it, if he was on the fence. And that right now would probably take a private donor or and or really, really the champion circles of assets that they have that they really need for other players and other opportunities. So he's a super unselfish guy. He's going to get drafted. He's going to get on a team. We don't have no idea where, right, or what kind of team, or what kind of quarterback situation. Right. But it would surprise me to see him, like, injected right into a starting lineup like some of the quarterbacks are yeah. today. So That the, would surprise me. The county might have to come up with a millage. <laughs> right. Well, that's... <laughs> and, and some sort of early election to see if, uh, if a millage could be approved. You look at the quarterbacks who are definitely going to be drafted early in the first round. That's Caleb Williams out of USC. Drake May out of North Carolina. Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels out of LSU, who is going to be, you know, considered the third quarterback taken after that. And after a while, you things are kind of a reach. Michael Penix at Washington is potentially a top five. Bo Nix might actually be ahead of J.J. McCarthy. I've seen different rankings. I'm not going to get into them because, again, these things change. There's the Senior Bowl stuff. There is the Combine. There's the individual's pro days on campus. There's the job interview. I always wanted to go to those, one of the pro days on campus. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Michigan does it right. They issue special Michigan pro day gear. Like, that's the kind of stuff I dig. And to be able to <laughs> see, like, how that works and how that goes, it's, they yeah. do not invite people like us to yeah. those things. It's, it's the rarity <laughs> thing that, that we all want to take a part of. So yeah. the other thing that just had me thinking in mind, a team like Seattle – or a team like Minnesota, where the quarterback situation is iffy, but they have a reputation for winning. Good settling spot might have a year, you know, not be thrust in as a rookie. These might be good spots. However, Minnesota is drafting 11th, which is really high. And that's where maybe a Jaden Daniels might fall to. Yeah. Seattle, as of right now, is drafting 16th. A little closer, that's a possibility. But I'm going to go through these teams, and you tell me, if they need a quarterback, e, okay, I'll try. I, and, I, and I'll help. I'll help. Okay. Thank you. After Seattle at sixteen, Jacksonville at seventeen. They do not need a quarterback. No. Eighteen is Cincinnati. They do not need a quarterback. The Los Angeles Rams at nineteen. They do not need a quarterback. Twenty is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. Yeah. Mason Rudolph. I, I did pretty good. Yeah. I, you're doing great so far. And <laughs> I, like, I, I, like I would not. Game. I would not do this to you if I didn't think you could handle it. All right. It. Thank okay? you. So Mason Rudolph is a quarterback there. He's also a free agent at the end of this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers just lost another playoff game where it looked like quarterbacking was an issue. They might go through free agency, do something. I don't know. But, I mean, that's just something to keep your eye out on. Sure. Pittsburgh. 21, Miami. No. Nope. Don't need a quarterback. 22 is the Philadelphia Eagles. No, definitely not. Okay, now these They're a mess, but no. Now, these teams are the ones that are still alive in the playoffs, so Six. we don't know their order. 23, Houston. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. The Cowboys and Zach Prescott. Maybe, but probably not. 
Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love is Absolutely 25. Absolutely not. Guy throws off his back foot. I don't, I've never seen anything like it. Go ahead. Tampa Bay Bucks. Baker Mayfield's your starting quarterback. He's got a great contract. They're going to have to sign him more money, but he's doing a great job. Is- They're going to stick with him. Good. You knew that he was a free agent at the end of the year, but he just made it into the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Playing our beloved Lions. Go ahead. Arizona Cardinals kind of on and off with Kyler Murray at 27. They got that because of the trade with the Texans, so they're drafting at 27th. I still think Kyler Murray's a guy there, but that's also a possibility. Yep. The Chiefs at 28. Do they need a quarterback? They don't need a quarterback. (laughs) Buffalo Bills? No. No. Detroit Lions? Nope. Nope. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, no. 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 Baltimore Ravens, 32. Absolutely not. The MVP. So, after 16, there's really only a couple of teams that may have the possibility of drafting a quarterback in the first round. Therefore, I mean, J.J. could be could be a I would almost lean more to J.J. being a second-round pick than a first-round okay. pick at this point. Where the, however, Charger, the Chargers would come around if Harbaugh's there. However, yeah. there, you know, Herbert is there. Absolutely. <laughs> However, we have seen in the past where you think quarterbacks are down low and they have an, a gravitational pull upward, not downward. So maybe something will happen in that regard. But, I mean, that's going to be a storyline that we're going to be looking at for quite some time here. Yep. As the draft is just a few months away. The draft coverage, by the way, on magazines and websites actually lasts longer than the NFL regular season and the playoffs. It does indeed, in fact, and the the draft, of course, is in Detroit this year, Steve. We may have to finagle uh, media credentials for that. We should start (laughs) that process rolling. That would be pretty sweet. Multi-day media credentials? Yes. Plus parking. Clutch. It would be pretty cool. All right. That sound means it's halftime here on The Professor and the Pundit with Greg Dooling and Steve Clark, and Nick Hopwood is now joining us in studio with his take. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right, Nick. So as as a professor at Michigan, um, I'm on kind of a tighter budget now, and cash is more important to me to pay the bills. And I've noticed we've been getting quite a bit more if you keep your money in a money market. So what are you what are you telling your clients, and what are you seeing here? Basically, I'm telling them um, this five plus percent rate of return for ca- for idle cash means we have to look at where we are in the bank and say we don't want any lazy money earning nothing. Let's see what we can do and move our emergency fund to the money markets. I love I love that term, lazy money, because that's basically what it is. And, and some people would argue the bank's almost taking advantage of you because they're absolutely using that money to loan out to other people and make plenty, but not giving you a dime. Yeah, they're loaning out at 7 8% right now. And, uh, you know, car loans, boat loans, mortgages, and they're paying you next to nothing on your checking. And, you know, most banks are raising their savings a little bit, but, you know, the online banks and the money markets is where it's at. And that 5% is looking pretty good compared to what we've seen in September and October of this year. So if you have a question or want to know more from Nick Hopwood, go to peakwm.com or call 734-681-7575. That's 734-681-7575 or simply peakwm.com. I got a couple more questions for you, Greg. Yeah. 1997 or 2023? It's, it's probably every box for this team. Okay. Personally, got to speak to the team at fall camp. I've got players. That's yep. kind of unique. Yes. And quite a few, dozens, I think multiple dozens of players I've had in my classes. I know these people. So I have a, I have a personal relationship there covering them. Went to... 11 of the 15 games, including the Rose Bowl and the championship. This team is just more special to me for all those reasons. They're more accomplished. They went through more more hurdles, including a Big Ten championship. Obviously, the Rose Bowl beat the SEC champion, won it all. Sorry. Yeah, 97 is incredibly special. I guess the one thing 97 has is the Heisman, is Woodson. And that was very special to me. That year special. It was a longer drought, believe it or not from a national championship, and it was, if you remember, this was kind of just Bo's still alive, Bo's walking around. This is just after the Bo era, right after Moeller. We're kind of picking up the pieces, but it was a kick in the giblets. Sorry, when the coaches selected Nebraska. I still have Michigan. Well, I guess not anymore. Thank you, Jim Harbaugh, but... People reminding me that it was a co-championship, right? (laughs) Which never bothered me, by the way, because there was nothing we could do about it. But... 
Like, thank you. Well, I think you kind of previewed my answer for this one okay. uh, for the next question, which is kind of moot in light of what happened last week, Michigan winning it all. But during this three-year dance of Michigan making it to the playoffs and constantly being reminded Michigan's last national championship was in 1997, and they were split, or they were sharing it with Nebraska. These things keep coming up. For 25 years, the haters that you can't avoid tell you any chance they can get, split, share, rubbing in a little bit further. So not knowing whether Michigan would have won against Washington, I propose the following trait. What would you have taken? The way life is or was prior to the game, which is split national championship, reminded all the time, in graphics, in bold, people in your ears, and Charles Woodson winning the Heisman Trophy, or Michigan wins the whole thing. It's not disputed. Nebraska's number two, but Peyton Manning wins the Heisman Trophy. I'll take the undisputed 97 trophy and Peyton Manning wins. You would? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would have gone the opposite. Okay. But it, it, and it did bug me every time being you know, reminded of that. But I kind of like the idea that Charles Woodson was such an ambassador to Michigan as yeah. a Heisman Trophy winner. And, and because of what he's done in the NFL, he's on Fox and he's always there. And Michigan's got three Heisman Trophy winners instead of two. I think I would have endured it and kept life as it was. I, I'm, I'm close. You know, it's sinking in a little bit. I mean, you know, he's such a special guy today. He's got the bourbon, the wine. He is an ambassador. You know, would we have all those things? Would he have his big donation to Mott Hospital, right? Would, would that all happen? I don't know. You know, do we take away all that stuff if he doesn't win the Heisman? I don't know. But how much did it take away from Peyton Manning's legacy? You know, it did in college, right? He would have more of a legacy in college had he won. But it didn't take away from what, what he, he is in the NFL. In the NFL. No, and the, and the just, media person he it's is. It's just Tennessee people are just yeah. still frothing at the mouth that, the, uh, that they weren't. So, By the again, way, do you know our, our junior receiver, O'Leary? Had that great spring game and, and came in and played quite a bit. You familiar? Yeah. Do you know his first name? No. Peyton. You know who he's named after? <laughs> Peyton Manning. I kind of guessed his, that, his, that you brought it up. His dad named he, he and his brothers after great quarterbacks. Ah. And he got Peyton. <laughs> yes, indeed. And apparently mom had nothing. No, no <laughs> say in this whatsoever. Fact. That's a fact. So, so Steve, what do you have any, any other uh, mind benders for me? No mind benders, but okay. I, I am swimming in Michigan paraphernalia right now. Oh, boy. A, as, as you are. And God forbid the Lions go to the Super Bowl, Steve. What are we going to do? I know, I know what my <laughs> bank account tells me that I can do and cannot do. This is such a good problem, but... It matters. Like many of you listening are like, yeah, what what do I buy next? So at last count, I have eight items, Steve, that are still being shipped to me that I've ordered. And I actually went as far as I put a post on ambictors.com called my favorite things like Oprah. <laughs> and I just put, I go, you know what? I'm seeing people say, do you like this? Do you like that? I've noticed that. And I think it's it's more of a younger sentiment that they like all the print, all the big words on the front of the shirts, mm -hmm. where in our age, I mm -hmm. think the shirts were a little more subtle. A block M, you know, a logo here, Michigan across the front, like I'm wearing now, like a little more simple. And I think my tastes are more uh, akin to that with the gear I buy, right? A simple coffee mug that says national champs, maybe you list the national championships. Rocks You're glasses. like a pro golfer. And his collection. More it's, like, not, it's not loud. It's more subtle. No, but I we did talk about getting the things that no one else has. And obviously, if you're shopping in MDEN or Fanatics, a lot of people have yes. these things. But there are things more down the trough. Like, there are variations of the podium hat that are white. And they're, they're, there's, like, offshoot things. But I did find, Steve, on eBay, one of the Media Day-issued jackets to the team with the college football logo on the, on the sleeve with the Black M, black, with the diamond Jordan logo, which is issued only for playoff teams, the special diamond logo. I found it on eBay with tags. I don't know who got it. I don't know, you know if this was a media person. I don't know if this is a player or you know, had an extra person. one. Like, well, the, it could well be, media day. Sorry, sorry, an event person who had. Yeah. They, they, someone from Nike had that yeah. issued. It cost a pretty penny. I haven't got it yet. I hope it's worth it. 
but it looks pretty cool. But that's that kind of exclusive stuff. Is your check in the mail? Huh? Is your check in the mail? PayPal, man. So <laughs> I paid for it. But then what else? Now, Steve, you bought. I happen to know Steve got a bunch of stuff because I hauled some of it back with me from Houston. <laughs> but you got some good stuff at the game, and they, they sell out of it at the game, which is kind of wild, right? I got lucky on this. I want to thank Ira for the suggestion. Ira Weintraub, uh, who partners with Sam Webb on WTKA. So through a myriad of events Sunday, I could not get to the merch before it had dwindled down. And so I bought a couple of insurance things in case I'm never going to be able to have a chance. I didn't have a car in Houston. How am I going to get this? Well, fortunately for me, we had access to the field before the general public did. Uh, we were doing a pregame show. We needed to get in there early. It also allowed us on the field. It allowed us to walk around the semi-empty stadium. Again, no fans, but people getting ready for the game. I and I both noticed that the retail store inside the stadium was open its first customers the michigan marching band (laughs) (laughs) and so many of them were collecting on that this is before the results of the game so some people have superstitions which is a factor it's a factor it is it is so it depends on how much you need to have champions written on it i was just fine with 2024 playoff and it didn't say michigan participants it didn't say michigan champions it just said michigan was there fact so far so good (laughs) and 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 i'm wearing it and people can just assume that they want it and it's the legacy and the memory of it but it was bought before if i did not buy it before those things would not be there do i need the champion stuff no i think the things that i actually got doesn't actually require me to get the same thing that actually says champions i think it's assumed yeah no no that's good i like that i like your move uh i checked out some of the stuff i also got into the stadium a little bit for the fans good stuff i waited on most of it again i got mugs i when i drink coffee i want to taste the sweet sweet nectar of success steve when i sip bourbon and you come over i'm gonna pour it <laughs> in an etched national championships glass that i got from mden i got a couple of hoodies and sweatshirts right yep. i got several lids i got the podium hat I got the bet hat that says has a block M mm-hmm. on it. It's kind of cool. And then I also ordered before we went a 2024 CFP logo hat. Just, I did just to have one. Now I had to get one. Now that's the other thing. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just me, but all of a sudden I got into the CFP brand. Yeah, the black, the gold, God, the shape. The I wonder white. why. I wonder why, Steve. It, it just seemed like I want Michigan gear and I want CFP gear. Like, and I. It sounds maybe kind of silly to people who are listening. Yeah. But there was something about the the look of it. It's everywhere. The skyscrapers. Just something about the CFP logo. Now, once it became public, everybody could get it. I didn't feel so hot about it. (laughs) Call me crazy. I like the rare thing. The other thing I've taken to is the daily covers. And they uh, they didn't actually do a print edition because the kids were off uh, for the Rose Bowl. But they did a really nice one. And then they did a cool one for the championship. And that's my jam. And again, I'm there at school. I'm teaching. My students work for the Daily. I It just seems like the right thing to do. So I'm going to pr- get those matted, printed. And I always like to put a little goutremont, a little confetti, right? I've got streamers from the game. Oh, How could you not? Clippings from the Rose Bowl. Like that kind of stuff will work its way into the prints that I do and I, I go to the Michigan daily ones and they're, they're, they're solid. This company, there's a third party company where they outsource this stuff, uh, red bubble and they, they do a pretty good job. So I got those on the way too. What about you? Any pictures or prints or anything like that that you're going to get? Nothing yet, but if I see something and it's rare, I'm grabbing it because the wall could always use fresh photos and, you know, maybe some of my iPhone 14 pictures has a good enough resolution to be blown up. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Probably. But some of them I like to have. I did get a picture of the scoreboard before it changed. Maybe there's something on the field uh, that was absolutely fantastic. I like hits. You know, I like I like seeing the guy get laid out. I like seeing the one-handed grabs. Who knows? It's just whatever catches my eye. Our friend Gordon sent us that photo of the B2 bomber flying over, which was I, yep. I'm sure everyone listening knows what I'm talking about, that the guy above the B2 bomber got the Rose Bowl. Now, a lot of people, that's a print you can order, and I'm sure a lot of that'll end up. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, though, there was, there's one counterfeit one out there that claims, you know, it was, it was on social oh, really? media. And it well, was that Twitter. doesn't surprise me at all. And I looked at it, and I said, well, that didn't happen because they actually made it look like 
everybody in this area was all red and the, everybody in this area was all maize and that's not how it happened. Okay, they touched. Oh, maize. They definitely not. They they touched it up. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's not. And, cool. and it's like that's not authentic, and that's fine. I did. <laughs> I did video. I knew the B fifty two bomber was coming, so I videoed the national anthem in the end, and I got a pretty good, pretty good shot of it. Excellent. So all of this is cost, other than the trips, the gear. It's worth every dime. I'm sorry. You know, we'll pick up. We'll talk to Nick. We'll invest our money. We'll save it. Like I said, God forbid the Lions go to the Super Bowl because Steve. I don't know what's going to happen you then. Go to Vegas? Gosh, if they go to the Super Bowl, we'll have to see. I, I doubt it. Honestly, I mean, I spent a lot on these trips, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know what's going to be more expensive in Vegas, the Super Bowl ticket or the nightly charge at a hotel in oh, Vegas. Oh, yeah, big time. 5000 a night. I don't know. Maybe, no. the, maybe a Super Bowl ticket's going to be more than 5000 a night, especially if it's, if it's a Lions fan. Because the, the Lions fans are traveling. Good for them. Yeah, and they and they travel and by the way, the environment at Ford Field has been incredible. And I gotta say, like like a lot of the the a lot of people are gonna do retrospectives on the season. And I think what some of the more thoughtful groups, I know M. Goblog and Seth Fisher, they're talking about doing it's not just a retrospective on this season. It's more like from 2021 to now. What happened? How did this work? How did this go? What happened? And I love that. And behind that, a lot of that was Hutchinson. Just that he's effectively helped A, resurrect Michigan from where it was and being a part of the Lions and to watch that and to have this vibe. If you're a Michigan fan and a Lions fan, I got to say, and I know a lot of you guys listening aren't Lions fans, but it's been really crazy to watch and special and like tickle us. So it's been cool. Steve, what else, man? We got one more episode this season. Anything else you want to hit on? No, I think we'll save it uh, for the next one great talking to you again and thank you for all the listeners who are keeping up with us and and going on to, to various places to make sure that you are listening to the professor and the pundit and thank you to nick who has been with us uh, from the very beginning as well awesome and steve what's our sign off now it got a lot it got a lot simpler michigan football the undefeated and undisputed national champions go blue greg go blue